is Mind Magic, the podcast all about mood, mindset, and magnetizing the life you want. I'm your host, Hannah Kokovai. With nearly 10 years as a transformational coach under my belt and hundreds of women's lives changed, I've got you covered with science-based spells to help you create more abundance, love, confidence, healing, and more. And yes, I'm going to drop some F-bombs and call them incantations. Fucking get ready to make anxiety, insecurity, and overwhelm go poof. I'm here to show you how to do magic with your mind. Yo, welcome. This is episode number 64 of Let's Talk Dirty. I'm excited to talk to you today about other people's choices. So if you get anxious about what other people are doing, what other people are choosing, if you obsess a little bit about what other people choose to do with their time and with their lives, you're going to want to listen to this one. I'm recording this episode today based on a very specific client that came to me asking for help getting over her ex. And one of her most devastating thoughts was he chose another woman over me. So today I'm really holding my client Kendall in my heart as I record this. I asked her if it was okay to share her name here and her story. And she said, of course, um, she actually said, of course, now, now that I'm over this thought, <laughs> I'm not quite so torn up about it um, and about her ex. So like, it's totally fine to share now. Um, but I'm holding Kendall in my heart today and she's on my mind, but I'm talking today to you um, as well, because I want you to notice what version of this thought has been alive in your mind and with whom, right? Like, they chose her over me. So maybe it's an ex like Kendall, but maybe it's a husband or a close friend or someone else who may have chosen or who's choosing something seemingly over you. Okay. So any flavor of another person should have picked me and they picked something else instead. He chose them over me. He chose to stay home over coming on vacation with me, or he chose to drink over me. He chose his friends over me, right? I can't believe she chose her over me. So let's explore what happens when you believe that they chose her over you. Okay, insert what to insert the thought that applies to your specific situation, like the person and the what, that they chose, okay? But I'm going to talk about he chose her over me. So the reality is there's a person that's dating someone. Let's name her Sally. Let's just say that Kendall's ex-girlfriend's ex ex's girlfriend, his ex her Kendall's ex's new girlfriend. Let's say her name is Sally, okay? So X is dating Sally. Like, that's just what is. That's the circumstance, okay? That's neutral, I might add. (laughs) The neutral circumstance. That's just what's happening in the world. And here comes your stories about what that must mean 
what, what, what is that going to mean about me? What does that mean? There's some identity stuff wrapped up in this story, right? Like I'm second best or I'm unworthy or I'm always left out, left out of things or, you know, something's wrong with me. But the thought that came out for Kendall the most and the one that I'm looking at today is he chose her over me. Okay. And Kendall shared with me that when she thinks that he chose her over, she got the new girlfriend was chosen over her. When she thinks that her guts get all twisted up and she feels like she might puke and her chest really aches and she just kind of like sinks, like her shoulders just like get all slouchy and she just like sinks. There's just like a pit. And she feels like shit and despairing. And then from there, goes down a rabbit hole of like thinking about her ex and his new girlfriend, imagining what they're doing, imagining what Sally looks like, then trying to find her on social media, right? From someone else's incognito account. (laughs) Comparing herself to Sally, obsessing about who she is, what she does, what what she does that Kendall doesn't do, right? And guess what we realized the result is of all of that? Kendall was choosing Sally over Kendall. You are choosing her over you. Thinking he cho- chose her over me makes you choose her over you. This is my mind blow, mind blown uh, audio. (laughs) Thinking he chose her over me makes you choose her over you. What are you choosing to put all of your energy into by believing that something or someone was chosen over you? Ah, what a fucking moment it was when Kendall realized that. I believe her exact words to me were, well, what in the actual fuck, Hannah? (laughs) And we laughed and she was like, oh, I feel insane. I feel insane. Why did you have to show me that? Right? And I was like, well, Kendall, you want me to tell you when you have food in your teeth, right? (laughs) Okay? Like this is me telling you, you have a honking piece of broccoli stuck in your front tooth. Your unmanaged mind is making you insane. I can see it. It's showing, right? And I'm not using the word insane like you look insane, but more of like I see the insanity that it's causing for you. It's making you feel some kind of way that feels crazy and sane, spun out and overthinking and obsessing and questioning everything about her compared to you. Like it's literally building into the identity of being anxious attached, right? So like you've got broccoli in your teeth. (laughs) It's no big deal. But I'm just telling you now so you can go ahead and floss it out. Okay? So let's floss this thought out. Every time I ask, why do you want to think that way? Why? I I want you to imagine When I say like, okay, here's this thought. We see what it's creating for you. You're like, oh my God, I have this big honking piece of broccoli in my front teeth. 
and I say like, okay, why do you want to think that way? I want you to just imagine me asking you, why do you want to keep broccoli in your teeth? (laughs) Why do you want to believe that he chose her over you? Why do you want to believe that that's true? Why do you want broccoli in your teeth? And okay, like this isn't just like a question where you're like, I don't, I don't want broccoli in my teeth. I don't want to believe that. Because there was an OG legit reason for wanting to believe this. For There's an OG legit reason for eating broccoli, right? What was it? It was because you were like, I'm hungry. (laughs) My body craves some green stuff. Eating this way feels healthy. Like there's good reasons for the initial broccoli in the mouth, okay? There's good reasons. But now... It's stuck in your teeth and someone is telling you, hey, sister, you've got a little something, something, right? It would be like saying, oh, yeah, I just like it there. Like, thanks for pointing that out, but I just like to keep it there. (laughs) Instead of, oh, my God, how silly. No big deal that it's there. I'll just go ahead and excuse myself to the bathroom and take care of it. That's what it's like with these dirty, unhelpful little thoughts. I'm like, hey, sister, you've got a little something, something that's stuck right there. And you can be like, oh, my God, how silly. Duh. Of course it's stuck there, right? Of course I have these types of thoughts for a lot of good reasons, right? My anxious brain, it really wants to protect me from harm and distance me from this person. It wants me to get more anxiety about being left out so that I will always find ways to survive and fit in and be chosen right? That's what my unconscious brain wants for me. There's uh, there's good reasons. There's survival-based reasons that these thoughts came to me, that my brain offered me these thoughts. But also, that part is done now, just like the broccoli. I ate the broccoli. I got the nutrition that I needed. I swallowed, <laughs> swallowed it down. It's in my stomach now. That's all good and done. I don't need to keep the remnants in my teeth. I don't need to keep on thinking this thought that's making me feel crazy because I'm not crazy. I'm not left behind. I'm not unwanted. I don't need to survive. There, I'm, I'm not, I don't need to be in survival mode because I'm not unwanted, right? So why am I keeping this thought stuck in there now? When I could just excuse myself to the bathroom real quick and pick it out. So that's where Kendall and I went together (laughs) to the bathroom mirror to pick out the broccoli. (laughs) And what happened when that thought got flossed out was a whole bunch of new truths that felt a lot more aligned with who she actually is, right? How she actually believes and who she's actually becoming, right? It took the focus off of them and more and put it back on to her, right? So she wasn't just like obsessively going crazy and choosing her ex and her ex's new girlfriend all the time. And she was actually starting to choose herself. So here's where we went. He didn't choose her over you as if there's only two choices ever in the world. Think about that. He didn't choose her over you because, first of all, you're not the only two choices in the world. He chose himself 
and his desires over everything else, which frankly is what we're all supposed to do anyways. And Kendall's new story about X dating Sally became, I believe that everyone is supposed to choose themselves first, including my ex. And from there, the beliefs started to roll in even faster, right? It's not my job to control other people's experiences, only my own. Like this has literally nothing to do with me. One of my favorite ones she came up with was, I appreciate him setting an example for me of how to choose myself. I'm like getting emotional talking about that one, (laughs) you guys, because think about that. Wow. Think about how, how much strength and like how much of a pedestal she had to put herself on, right? And, and how highly she had to think of her own self, like her own self-worth had to be so potent. She had to really consciously try to tap into that using a lot of energy, right? Rerouting that energy that she was expending, thinking about Sally all day to be able to go from feeling despairing and shitty and activated and psycho to appreciative of her ex for setting an example for her of how to choose herself. Mm. Like these beliefs came after flossing out the unhelpful thought that he chose her over me, noticing that it isn't actually true, making space for what is true for her to come in, right? Or we were we were asking like, what does this mean? And why does it, does it feel like it matters, right? That thought that he chose someone else over her. Like one of the things that felt like a good reason to believe that he chose his new girlfriend over Kendall was she said, you know, I feel like I need to control what he's doing. And if I could just wave a wand and slow down his progression into new relationships, I could feel better. And I could take a breath and like, take the time that I need to get ready to date again, right? Like that was her story. Her story was that her ability to feel better, take a breath, and take her time in getting ready to start dating again was contingent on her ex's experience. But we decided it's not our responsibility to try to control someone else's life experience and life choices when we could just eliminate the time and energy it would take to try and do that for someone else and just manage our own experiences and life choices. Like how much less time and stress is involved when you're not taking on the responsibility of trying to troubleshoot what someone else is doing and just focus on doing that for yourself. Like that's enough work as it is. (laughs) Okay. So I want to know how you are doing with creating new stories about who you are with or without somebody choosing you in every moment. Okay. Being intentional with your thinking in the face of these old stories of what it must mean when someone chooses to be with someone else or to go out with friends or to, I don't know, play video games. Like that used to be one for me. Like my ex like would play video games a lot and I'd be like, oh my God, he chooses video games over me. Like our conditioning wants us to believe that every choice that somebody else makes that is not to be with us is instead 
of us. Like, can you notice that choices people make are never either or? Never. There's, it's never either or. There, it's never me or her, me or drinking, me or video games, me or the dog. No. Like, there's millions of choices. You are not an either or. People choose themselves or they don't. Like, those are the options. In my opinion, I either choose me or I choose what someone else wants for me or shoulds me to do in that moment, right? And I always want to stand behind people choosing themselves, regardless of who that person is. If it's my ex and he's choosing himself, great, right? I would rather have him choose himself than try and people please me by like, choosing what I want him to choose for a while while I get ready to date somebody else, right? So let's think about it. What have I been told about other people's choices? What do I think other people's choices mean about me? Am I in competition or putting myself in competition with all the world in order that I be the chosen one? Oof, that's a lot of things to compete with, right? Are you in competition with every other human on this planet, every entertain every form of entertainment on this planet, right? Like everything, like you're in competition, you're putting yourself in competition with all of the world to make sure that you are always chosen. Gosh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> like what have I been told about what to think about other people living their lives the way that they want to. Like, that's a hard one. But you know what? A better question or a follow-up question to that is, how is that reflected in what I think about how I can live my own life? Like, am I holding a double standard here? Like, if I think that other people shouldn't be able to live their lives the way that they want to. But I am allowed to live my life the way that I want to. Or maybe maybe for you, it's like, I don't think anybody, <laughs> including me, should be able to live their lives the way they want to, right? Like, dig into that. You know, maybe you have stories about relationships that come from, you know, something in your past, having parents who didn't get along, or you had some examples of codependency, in your life where people needed and used other people to make themselves happy. I want you to look at those stories and understand that they are just that. They are stories now. Okay? One of my clients put it so brilliantly the other day in one of our sessions. She was reflecting on like how simply coming to terms with the fact that we don't really know what truth is, that truth is variable and, you know, the jury's still out on what truth is, that that has changed so much about how she sees herself and and the world. And, And she said, you know, just like memory isn't a perfect archive of what happened, our thoughts are not a perfect archive of who we are. And what I'm gonna add here is, Our thoughts are not a perfect archive of all the stories we continue to tell, right? About ourselves, about what's possible, about what other people should do, right? I think when it comes to stories about how 
we should think about what people do and what it means when you know, your boyfriend breaks up and dates somebody new or when your husband decides to go out with the guys and party instead of staying home and watching a movie, whatever. Like the stories we have about what that all means for us, those stories are ultimately coming from your unconscious mind, the part of your brain that is on autopilot, regurgitating thoughts and beliefs that have been on playback for a really long time. And We give those stories a lot of virtue, a lot of strength. But why? Why do we do that? When essentially, as one of my favorite coaches, Carl Lowenthal, she says, your brain is just a bowl of jello with electricity flowing through it. And that's what we're giving all of this power to? A freaking bowl of jello? Why does a story that came first hold more weight for us than a story we come up with now? that's in service of who we're becoming. I want you to think about that as you're consciously creating new stories about who and how you are with respect to other people's choices. That in fact, the truth that aligns you with what your your whole self, your body, your soul, your spirit, your prefrontal cortex wants for you now is who you are. It is truth which with much more weight than whatever you've been letting the bowl of jello command, <laughs> right? And coaching work isn't here to change who you are. It's actually here to help you sink deeper into who you are, okay? Coaching yourself away from this thought that he chose her over me isn't like giving people permission to hurt you and to reject you. Or whatever. Like, I feel like people hold on to thoughts because they're like, oh no, this like serves a purpose. This, this thought about like what he should be doing and about his choices protects me somehow from hurt. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not protecting you from hurt. It's actually challenging that thought, coaching yourself away from that thought. It's giving yourself permission to be free of your own mind's antics so that you can see yourself, choose yourself, and decide what you want to do from a, from a clean place, right? Like challenging your core stories about how you need to be chosen by other people and instead noticing that you already are. That would actually give you permission to be exactly who You are who you want to be without performing or trying to calculate the best ways to get chosen by others or fit in or or obsess over what other people are doing because you could actually be free and unburdened by the madness of all the trying and just find peace in being yourself. To get to meet your truest self, you might have to question whether your stories and beliefs about your Identity being tied to someone else choosing you are really there to perpetuate something that blocks what's truest. Rewind that and play that back. (laughs) Because you can't see the broccoli until you start looking in the mirror. So I'm holding up a mirror for you to see yourself, see where you've got a stuck story about what you need to be, you know, need to have, need to someone else to do in order to be fulfilled and happy and good and at peace and floss that shit out. All right. I'll talk to you next time.
Thanks for making some magic with me today. Don't forget to subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Hannah Kokovai so more women can begin conjuring the magic they want to. If you want to dive deeper into this work and collab with a certified mind magician, I work with women privately in my one-to-one coaching program that you can apply for right now at my website, hannahkokovai.com. I'm so honored to have been part of your day today, and I'll see you next time.